Good afternoon, everyone. We're just waiting for a few people to turn up. There were a couple of minutes early, so I just wanted to get this, get the broadcast going, get you into the room. And as those extra people start to arrive, we will then kick this off promptly at one o'clock. So I'm just going to put myself on mute and turn my camera off just for a couple of minutes while we're waiting for those last people to get in. Do make sure that you've got a drink, whatever you need, make sure you're hydrated. The sun's come out in here in the UK, so making sure you've got plenty of water, making sure you've got a pen and pad ready for this, okay? So a couple more minutes and then we're going to start. I'm just going to put myself on mute again and I'll be back with you in a minute. Coming back in now. Right, where is that button? There we go. Good afternoon, everybody. Really great to be here again. Great to be sharing some insights with you and sharing some new concepts to help really support those newly working at home. And even some of those people that have been working at home for a while with some different ideas to keep you focused. And even the people that are working at home in a crisis to really help keep them focused as well. So to maintain that thinking that's gonna help us get the best possible results. It's great to see you on again. I know we've got some repeat attenders, which is really, really nice to see. Really hope you got value from the previous sessions. And if you haven't seen the previous sessions, they are now up on YouTube. So we will share the links to them. If you wanna go back and have a look, that'll be, you know, there's some great value and great content in there that's gonna help continue to support you in a different way using this model we've got, which is the mindset model that we've set up for working at home. Let's make sure we're at the right angle there. Good. Everyone got drinks? Everyone got a fresh notepad? Make sure you've got pen, paper, ready to go, okay? What are we covering today? Today, we're gonna to be covering the N from mindset, which is about NEAT. This is about making sure that we're working um, our wardrobe in the best possible way and making sure that we're, we're dressing for the job that we're doing or the, or the job that we want to be doing while we're in, working in this arena and making sure we're bringing that to life mentally as well as physically. Firstly, my name's Nathan Simmons. For those of you who haven't been here before, my name is Nathan Simmons. I'm the Senior Leadership Coach and Trainer at MBM, Making Business Matter, which is the home of Sticky Learning. And we are the soft skills provider to the UK grocery and manufacturing industry. I come with over 20 years of leadership experience and some reasonably hard-learned lessons around homeworking and also leadership. So these are the ideas. We want to share these concepts with you so that you can get the best of these experiences and practically apply them in what you're doing right now. 
immediately applicable concepts that are going to support you to be the best version of yourself. Okay. So today, neat. The M from mindset. Let's make sure we get that out there for you guys. Number one we've got on here that I've written down is to separate your wardrobe. What do we mean by this? As I said just now, it's about dressing for the job that you're doing. It's about not getting those elements confused. Now, you don't go to work dressed in your gym clothes and you don't go to the gym dressed in your work clothes because it's not going to have the desired effect. Because if you're going to the gym in your suit, you're going to tear your shirt when you're trying to, do, uh, trying to use the rowing machine. And if you're going to work in your gym clothes, people aren't going to take you seriously if you're sitting there in your shorts. So it's really important that we start to understand and separate those elements so that we can mentally, if we need to, depending on our working arena, is put that outfit on so it helps us to think clearer when we're in that space. So what we need to do is break it into three key areas so that we can help to, to, to focus that attention in the right area. The first is our going out clothes is the best way to put it. Is the clothes that we want to wear when we're going out or enjoying things or maybe going to an event. Now that's a little bit more challenging here at this point in time because we're in lockdown as it were. But when we go back to isolation, one of the key points from isolation was arranging events. So even if you want to do a Zoom call with a friend or do a pub quiz, dress in the clothes that you would wear if you were going to do that. Make the effort to bring that psychology and, and physiology back when you put those outfits on. The second wardrobe choice is going to be your relaxation wardrobe. So how many people here right now, yes or no, are meant to be working? Hands up with a yes. Say yes if you're, you're meant to be working right now. I'm one. I am. You can see me working. We've got some yeses coming up. Colin, yes. Thank you, Colin. David, nice. I want to make this window wider so I can see people's. There we go. How many people are wearing a normally wear a shirt to work and are wearing a shirt now? Let's have some more yeses and noes up there. Are people actually wearing their work clothes? Darren's a yes, Colin, no sports shirt, okay. Is that normal attire for you, Colin, for work, or how's that working at the moment? What you may find is when you put the, you mix it, no, should be a shirt like here, is depending on how you're working and the meetings that you're going to, what you may find is as you put a more relaxed attire on, you may start to find you start to relax more. So you may start to sit as if you're watching television rather than paying attention to a meeting. So you need to be aware of the psychology and physiology of how your brain is working in this space. So when we want to, when we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing, sometimes we have to put the right clothes on to mix and match that. So the first outfit choices are the going out smart and, and smart casual, whatever, going out out type clothes. The second one is your relaxation. The third one is your work clothes. So what is it you're going to be wearing to work? What do you normally wear to work? And making sure that you keep the, the, there's a differentiation between those things. Because like I say, the psychology that goes with that 
with that outfit can dictate how you sit biologically in the chair, how you approach a conversation. How many people here then have mixed up their wardrobe? Colin's done it a little bit. How many people are mixing up their wardrobe at this point in time? Yes, mixing. Question for you, David. Have you found that, you know, depending what sort of meetings you're going to, are you wearing smarter attire for certain meetings if it's a conference call, or are you still mixing and matching as you're doing this? Yes, mixing. Okay, good. Check how you feel physiologically with this and psychologically. Depending on the, the, the necessity of the meeting, the seriousness of that meeting, think about actually what you want to bring to that. Our dress code is dress for your day, so dress appropriately to what you have. Why, guys, hold on, it's going to make that chat box bigger. Come on. Okay, so dress appropriately, good. Think about when we're doing this. So the first thing we want to do as, if I'm training, I dress smart, good. So when you're delivering training content, absolutely. Separate the wardrobe, one, two, three. Going out, relaxing, doing work. This is the first thing. The second element we want to start bringing to this is actually preparing our wardrobe. What do I mean by this? What's one of the first things you do if you're working away from home or you're going to a hotel? What's the first thing you do when you get into that hotel room? Or one of the first things you do with your wardrobe when you get into that hotel room? Let's see some answers over here. What do we do? For those people that work away from home, this should be a fairly quick response. Unpack. Thank you very much, Christopher. Absolutely do. Hang shirt up so it's presentable. Perfect. So we're starting to prepare our wardrobe, aren't we? What normally happens is, is you know you full well what's going to be going on tomorrow. So you're in an alien environment. You get your clothes out and you put them where they need to be. You hang your shirt up so I know where it is. I put my you know the socks and underwear over here. I put this element here. So the moment I get up, I can go to the bathroom, do what I need to do, get dressed in the clothes and walk out the door to breakfast. So we create a set routine when we're in that alien environment. And it's the same we need to do with our work clothes as well. Prepare ourselves mentally to get out of bed at home and working in this alien environment. Our clothes are ready for us so that we can walk straight into them, put them on, we put the mindset in gear, and then we go and do good work. This is hugely important. The second element of this is then we start looking at habit stacking and putting things in place to make sure we continue certain routines. Who here is doing a Joe Wicks workout on the morning, yes or no? Who here has done at least one Joe Wicks workout since being, no, Colin, you need to, it's good, you'll enjoy it. 
do his exercise uh, regime, couch to 5k in the morning, under washing out. It's good exercise still. Who here's exercise routine has also changed and potentially gone up or down as a result of working from home? Gone up, good, mine too. The challenge that we have often is when we're working, whether we're working a normal day or good, guys here at Crystal, and you and me both on this when we've restarted and I'm definitely moving forward, is that if we don't prepare the outfit for the next element we're in, it's very easy for us to walk in our front door or leave our office, go and sit down and engage in something else, which then makes it more difficult to stand up to engage in the next phase of exercise. So the suggestion here, and this is even if you're working at home or in the office in the future, is you prepare the outfit that you want to walk into so you have no reason to stop and pause, so you go from work clothes undress, gym clothes, move forward. And by having that in place or having the, the, the prepared wardrobe, there's no stop starts and no reasons for excuses. So the first element is having the work clothes prepared, they're good to go as if you're in an alien environment. I'm in mentally, physically, go. When I finish, my gym clothes are already prepared for me and I go again because I'm straight in. So we start to make the habit and we start to make these little new routines in the alien environment of working from home. This is super important. And then when we finish that, we then want to go into stage three, which is then going into relaxed clothes and we're going to start to wind down, whichever is the running order for this. Because what you don't want to be doing is sitting down in the sweaty clothes or attempting to go and do some sort of exercise in your sports shirt, which maybe you should have been wearing for work. So let's not get these things mixed up. The third step to help improve the, the neatness here start clean. This then takes us back to the beginning of the day. So we've got our wardrobe separated. We've prepared our wardrobe for the, the day after, sorry, the day to come. Potentially, we're doing that at the night time. Starting clean is when we wake up in the morning, our clothes are ready for us, as if we were in that hotel room ready to go. The first thing that we do to create the mindset of being neat is to make your bed. How many people here, crikey, have got sick of their parents when they were younger telling them to make their bed? Me, for sure. It was always make your bed. Come on. Psychologically, what's happening is we're already creating a success. We're already creating an environment that's um, respected by ourselves. It's where we sleep. It's where we rest. It's where we relax. It's where we recharge our batteries. So the first thing we do is we make our bed. So psychologically, it gives us a win first thing in the day. We've already prepared our clothes. We walk into our clothes. We're ready to do good work. When we come back, we get straight into our gym clothes and we're ready to do good work again in a different way. When we come back in the evening and we're ready to go to sleep, it's like walking back into that hotel room. What's the first thing that you see when you take notice of when you walk into a hotel room? And that lets you know and lets you feel that you will get what you need from this space. What's the first thing you look, you look at? 
open question to you all. What's the first thing you look at when you walk into a hotel room? The room's been reset for you. Bathroom. The maid bed. Exactly that. When you walk into a hotel room, you're looking to see if the room has been reset, as Christopher said, is you look at your bed. Has this room been made? The first thing you look at is the bed. Probably check maybe the carpet and where your belongings are, and then you'll go and check the bathroom. Because that creates a feeling of contentment. Yeah, I can rest here, I can relax. So as you walk back into your bedroom and you see that the bed is made, which is what you did at the beginning of the day to create that initial success and neatness in your head, you can then relax into that moment because you're there to, you can see that you'll feel that you'll get a rested evening. One of the key things I remember um, from my first job when I was 15 years old, working in a very posh hotel, was one of the footmen there. And the head of the restaurant, David Murray, fantastic guy. One of the key things he always said to me was, start clean, finish clean. And I'm 42 now, and I still remember those words to this day. And it's the same with our office desk, our spaces, and where we sleep, start clean, finish clean. If your bedroom is a mess, how is that actually going to affect how you're getting rested and how you're preparing for the next day? Thinking about your clothes as well, when we're doing this as well. What's one of the nicest things we can put on, you know, when we're getting to go, it's a crisp shirt. Yeah, a crisp outfit, something that is clean, something that is, is fresh, and it makes you psychologically feel fresh as well. So my first job was working as a footman, start clean, finish clean. It's the same with the bedroom. Tidy up in the first and make the bed. Discipline of focus, create a tidy space into the clothes. Now I'll talk about my second job then. So when I left college very early and prematurely, I then went and got a job as a, in an apprenticeship and worked in retail. And I was working in a shop for fashionable men's clothing. When you walk into a clothes shop, the first one, one of the key jobs we did was just spend our time folding our clothes. As you walked into that shop, you would see rows and rows of tidily folded t-shirts or shirts or jeans and everything would be in precise lines and everything would look enticing and it would look smart. And when you took it out, you know, you would have that crisp, um, the, the, the feel of crisp new material and people would try that on. Again, it was, um, it, it was, like I say, enticing. It would draw people in because it was so tidy. But then when we do that with our clothes from the tidy bed to our tidy clothes, it makes us want to get dressed and it makes us want to put that outfit on and it makes us feel good inside and outside so that we can go and do good work. So when we come back to this idea of starting clean, we can set these elements up in place with a separated wardrobe, preparing that wardrobe in the right way, and making sure that actually we set the day up in the right way at the beginning so we can finish the day in the right way and prepare ourselves again to go and do better work the next day, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Hope this has given you some extra structure and a couple of ideas of habits to implement in your home working lives right now. Ladies and gentlemen, just a quick question for you. Super focus session today just on mindset around outfits. What's been useful from today that you can implement immediately that's going to help you get more focus on your work? Give me the top one that is helping you from today's training.
start clean, finish clean. Absolutely. And this counts for your desk as well, Christopher. Now it counts for your office desk, your workspace. Clear down, get all the things out, put them in. That's why you've got an in and out trays on the original desk, you know. Being clear on separate clothes, absolutely, David. Clothes maketh the man, as my mother-in-law always said. Yes. Ah, interesting you said that. I'm going to come into this. What's the date today? Oh, I can't. Even, I can't see my thing. Where are we? The eighth of April, something like that. Interestingly enough, clothes do maketh the man. And when put under pressure, it's super interesting how our brains do certain things. Very personal story for me. Eight years ago, sorry, five years ago today, um, I was in a very serious illness. It was a very serious situation where I was actually um, bedridden, huge. No, I had major organ failure. And, you know, I couldn't do anything. I was stuck in my bed. I was stuck in my pajamas. I couldn't move. Um, I just got back from hospital at this point and I was in recovery. And I was in the middle of my coaching qualification, my leadership coaching qualification, middle, I say, coming towards more the end of it with the essays and the hours. And then what actually happened, you know, I ended up doing some coaching sessions from my bed, in my pajamas, electric blanket on, um, because I had to. You know, there was no way that I could put a shirt on, I could have put a suit on. But I forced myself to make that move if I had to. In reflection, you know, those think those sessions definitely should have been postponed. But we can do things if we need to. But what I looked at when I look back at the notes of those sessions, it wasn't my best work. That's why I should have postponed it. One, because of the illness, and two, because I'm lying there in my pajamas rather than the outfit that we need to wear to bring to work mentally and physically. So it's about making sure that we get the right clothes, right outfit, right impacts, so we're creating the right outcome as well. Um, and sometimes the clothes I don't think maketh the man, but the intention of putting the right clothes on definitely do, Colin. Thank you. Great. Guys, questions. What questions have you got to help you set up your wardrobe and your mindset to create focus? What questions have you got for me right now? And the other point Colin has raised there as well, the made bet, absolutely. It just creates a discipline, a single focus point of the moment you get up, you're already creating a win in your day, regardless. If we see someone in the wrong attire, how will they affect us in our interaction with them? Mm. Good. Okay, let's address that one. So, address that one, not dress that one. That's unintentional play on words there. If we see someone in the wrong attire, how will that affect us in our interaction with them? Brilliant. So, one of the things that I teach and share is around the Pygmalion effect. And the short version, please Google this, go and look up uh, on, on, on YouTube, Pygmalion effect, P-Y-G-M-A-L-I-O-N effect. The short version of this is what we think of people is how we treat them. So the thoughts up here, so the content of your head dictates the content of your mouth. The truth is though, what you actually think of people isn't necessarily the truth. 
it's an interpretation or a judgment made on previous experience potentially of that individual or individuals dressing in that way as well. The first thing, Walter Witt, be curious, not judgmental. What you're seeing is purely information. It's just data. It's like being in the matrix, green and black, just bits of data, bits of information. When we start to see it like that, what they're wearing, how they dress, um, all of those things, that habits and behaviors, that's up to them. How I then come to that conversation, that's up to me. How I choose to be in that moment, up to me. And that's the one thing that we ever have any um, control over is how we choose to react and respond in a moment. Because your response, and it's, kind of, it's your responsibility. It's your ability to respond. So regardless of what someone else is wearing or what they think is or isn't appropriate, how we choose to respond and react to that is up to us. Now, if they're coming to work and, um, you know, the, the work attire is inappropriate for the job they're doing, then that's a conversation for delivering some feedback around having that coaching conversation with them and asking them some questions to help them realize that the outfit isn't appropriate for the job that they're actually doing or, or meant to be doing and that they need to go away and reflect on that and create something different. That curiosity piece is absolutely vital because actually you may be speaking to someone and find out that they've got financial hardship and they can't afford those sorts of clothes. And for you to run in there as a bull in a china shop would be detrimental to that relationship and destroy it really, really quickly. So ask lots of questions. Do the coaching questions, do the feedback, uh, SBI model that we teach at MBM, um, and or using the Grow Coaching model. I'll drop a link into those coaching cards as well. I'll share that with you guys. Use some of those questions, find out what's going on for them and help them to understand what is and isn't appropriate tied to the situation. Hope that helps. Let me know if that's useful, Colin. Um, if we see, no, no, da 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 da, da wait, hold, bear with me. With the advent on dress down, smart casual, where is the line? Yes, good question. Depends on the business. And the line goes up and down now. Um, I often enjoy, I, I enjoy wearing a three-piece suit, I, you know, when I'm delivering content. But there are times when I go into organisations that that is considered overdressing. I now wear jeans and, uh, and smart jeans and a, and a crisp shirt, and that's okay. But depending on where you're going will depend on how you are, or how people will engage with you. The, the prime kind of, the normal thing with dress codes is um, sports, definitely not. You know, you, sometimes you see people turning up in their shorts as if they're about to play football in an office environment. That's not okay, in my mind. Or they're dressing like they're gonna go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night. Um, and again, it's inappropriate. Um, and you have to kind of raise questions or help that person to raise themselves, raise their own questions. Like, okay, actually, in with the values of the business and what this business stands for, what is appropriate outfit here? What's the intention of this outfit? Uh, and what message is being sent through this outfit to the people that hold those values dearest? So again, we can come back to some of those coaching questions and just help people to see the impact of what they're wearing. Yeah, the responsibility. People don't look at it that way, Colin. Andy, hope that's helpful. Something else popped into my head. It's gone again. About dress codes and outfits. No, it comes back. What I'll do is I'll drop it in the messages on the YouTube channel um, and, and help and, and share that with you guys.
guys, um, on a scale of one to 10, one being not at all, 10 being useful, how useful was that for today? 10, thank you very much, Christopher. I hope you put, I'm not sure if it's Christopher or Chris or what you prefer, so I'm going with Christopher because it's there. 10, thank you very much, Christopher, really appreciate it. Guys, a couple of things that are gonna happen at the end of this session, because we're heading up to, um, thanks. Um, we're heading up to the half past mark, so I wanted to keep the training focused on 20 minutes of content, 10 minutes of feedback. Nice, thanks very much, Colin, appreciate the honesty. Eight, but fits well with the set of, of sessions. Absolutely. You've got the previous sessions on YouTube, you can go and access them. Next thing to be doing, we've got the session tomorrow. If you haven't already signed up for tomorrow, please do. Sarah is gonna share the link for that shortly so you can connect straight there um, and prepare you for tomorrow, which is all gonna be all about deliverables, setting your own targets, working to, to those targets and making them happen and overachieving them, making sure you're getting that in your mindset. The other thing that we wanna talk about is the coaching cards. So actually we've got a deck of 80 questions based around the grow coaching model and these are questions that I use to ask leaders and people in my charge when I'm supporting them and their development so if you want to head over to the MBM website look for the coaching cards you can pick up your packet there today five pound huge massive value from those and they're already adding value to a lot of people there's some great testimonials from those cards from some very um, you know well-respected businesses that have already picked up theirs as well so guys, hope this has been useful. Really happy, I'm glad to have spent the time with you today and I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow at one o'clock for the next session for deliverables. Have a lovely rest of your work day and I'll speak to you tomorrow.